Welcome to Greatness, where the world's leading thinkers share their ideas about how to create greatness. Great leaders, great teams, and great organizations. Why be good when you can be great? This is Gretchen Gagel, and I am so excited to welcome Christelle Piot, Piot, I'll get it, the French pilot below, uh, to the Greatness Podcast, owner of Freedom Catcher Academy. Welcome, Christelle. Thank you very much for having me with you. And Christelle Pilot or Pilot is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I did study French for nine years. It's somewhere in the back of my brain. If I go to France and have quite a bit of wine, I think I'm fluent again, but that's about the the only time. So um, thank you so much for joining us. We have a couple of important topics to talk about today. And I love starting with my guests about how did you become passionate about what you're passionate about? (laughs) Um, You know, you have passion and we were just talking about passion before we started the recording. But what about your life journey led you to have your passion? Oh, that's a good question. Um, There is different steps, but I would maybe say the first step would be with um, six years old. Because my parents, they they had a job as an engineer and so on, but they decided to try to have a side business. And, uh, and I remember how passionate they were. So we had always a lot of people at home and they discussed about the project and so on. And I was six, so I had no clue about what they were talking about. But I can remember that this positive energy. Mm. I can remember that. And uh, that's really helped me to understand that sometimes so you can really feel fulfilled and content and and happy putting a lot of effort trying to build something um so that would be eventually the first step and um along the way my parents had a lot of personal development seminars and so on and they always try to took me to take with me with them so I discovered personal development and coaching so it was during my teenager time and really loved it so it was during weekend and I can remember that Monday's morning so going at my math courses was really like ah oh, it's so boring so it's like it was two different kind of words um, and um, that is one other thing that really made me passionate about this personal development. So what we think, what we feel, how we can transform that. And the last part is um, the the moment where I decided to shift really my career because before that I already had some thought like maybe I should go back to psychology, I should should change my career like with um, 30 years old. I think I thought about that, but my husband told me, well, no, Maybe it's not a good idea. So, okay, maybe you are right. <laughs> uh, but five years later, I said, okay, no, 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 I really, really have to change. And, um, and that was amazing. So for me, it was sure that it was really clear that I wanted to go back into coaching. Um, but why I decided to help women to feel fulfilled and to find the right job and why I am passionate about that, it is that the part um, 
the time I have been engineer, I was really struggling with depression, like every year or really it was like a Latin situation always. Um, and then I find some energy to come back and, and to find some, some project and to try to continue. But the moment I decided to change my career, I never had any kind of depression anymore. Mm. Like it's like 10 years now, even more. Um, and it's completely gone. So my life eventually has been a little bit more complicated because mm. I have I had the three children and I had to to pivot my career and to learn extra to work more and so on. But I, I felt this energy again. So maybe the same energy that I felt as I was six. But I, okay, that's why we are here. It's really like to to serve something. And yeah. as an engineer, I didn't feel that. I felt that I just have to do more money for the company. Mm. It, I mean, so many things. I've, I've changed careers, let's see, four times. <laughs> uh, running manufacturing plants and then in investment banking and strategy and construction. Uh, running a nonprofit foundation for five years. Assistant dean of a business school. Um, didn't that, that was two years. I was like, no, no, this isn't the ride in the circus for me. And, um, you know, the amusement park. And so then went back into construction and now mm -hmm. teaching also and sitting on boards. And, and it's interesting because I get a lot of questions about this, um, from different people and, and women in their different stages of their careers about how do I find my purpose? Like what's, what's the unique purpose? I think that's kind of what we all want, right? We want to know why was I put on the earth? What's the contribution that I'm supposed to be making? How do you start with someone who's maybe back where you were suffering from depression? You're in it and we share being engineers. I'm mechanical, you're chemical, but, but they're in that spot and they, they don't know. They may have had a realization that something's wrong, but they don't know what to do about it. Where do you start? Yes, it's exactly the kind of people coming to me and say, like, I, I have the feeling that it's wrong or I know it's wrong. I'm completely burned. I really have to change something. But what? I have done that like during 15 years. I have no clue what to do else. And it would be the good, the right thing for me to, to do. So we, we go through different things. So the first thing is like we look at the person, so the strength of the person. So usually we know our skills. Uh, like something that we put in our resume and we know, oh, okay, I've been at school and I know exactly what kind of skills I can I can sell, <laughs> mm. um, but we we are not really um, able to tell the strength that we have. And sometimes we say, "Oh, I am um, I am um, a perfectionist." So, like, okay, that's nice, but everybody kind of say the same. Or, but so it's really important to know deeply how you put things together, what kind of strength you have that nobody else has or what kind of combination you use and how you react. And um, so like for me, um, I am an empath, so I really can feel the emotions of others. And uh, I, I kind of knew it, but it wasn't so clear. Uh, and now I know that I have that and I use that even more. 
So I don't try to protect myself anymore. I, I can I can open and close and I can really play with it, which is really great. And coaching is great. Uh, it's really something that is useful. Um, but there is some other things that can help you. So one of my clients, she's great. She has like this harmony. And she told me, well, that is so boring. I cannot really go into um, a new job as a leader and telling that I am a harmony person mm. um, because she found that it was too weak. Uh, uh, to, uh, and, and then we discovered how she used that. And she's so good at um, looking at conflicts and looking at problems and, and, and putting people uh, together in order to solve the problem. And then she found that indeed, so because of that, she could go through projects in a different way. Yeah. And then she, she found really amused to, to, to discover that. And now she even, she's even stronger there. So we really look at your uniqueness, your strength and how to use them more. Yeah. Um, because a lot of us, we have that on us, but we don't know that we have this secret weapon. So if we don't know it, we don't use it, which is a pity, right? Yeah. Um, I call them. I call them our superpowers. Yes. And identifying what those superpowers are, and really leading with those. We spend so much time beating ourselves up about what we're not good at. Exactly. And that's what I love about getting older. I'm not a detail-oriented person. But I knew to get my PhD, I had to really buckle down and be that for four years. And then I just, then I just went, nope, you know, I did exactly. it. And um, that's it's not me. me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so exactly. really leading with our superpowers. I'm also curious about, you know, understanding what we really care about. So I went back when I was with the investment banking strategy firm and I went and did a master's in nonprofit. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. But it really helps me understand that I care deeply about advancing women. My father told me I couldn't go to engineering school because girls didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really care about education. I'm a first-generation college graduate, university graduate. I have four degrees. My sister has two. Actually, she was first um, in the family. <laughs> and so I really care about helping people get a leg up because I felt like education was a, a way for advancement for me. Um, and then I went to work running a women's foundation, um, as president of that, where I was helping women achieve that. And it really, it was the most, probably one of the five most fulfilling years of my Mm, life. Yeah. But so how do you, you know, it's, it's great to, you have these skills and these superpowers, but you can point them at a lot of different things. Exactly. Exactly. How do you help people understand what they really care about? Yeah. The first thing is to know who you are. So your strength and your skills. But the second thing is really to know what, so the what and the why they are together. So uh, it's really to look in what energizes you, what excites you, what engaged you, and not only in the in the the work world. Because I have so many clients told me, yeah, but uh, I don't know in my world. You know, look everywhere, not only in your work. So at home, when you watch TV, what kind of things you would like to watch and why you like to watch that as you had, you were a little child. So what is this, what were the things that you love to do? So really like for me, it's, I love the energy management because energy management shows us a little bit. So where we want to put our energy and where we get energy back. So it's what 
everything like you look at your day or you look at your last year or and then you look at okay when did I feel really like alive and I feel I felt this purpose and maybe it was just like having a walk with someone and discussing something specific or taking care of a cat or I don't know there is so many things that could happen and then to to go a little bit deeper and to say okay why was that so nice inspiring for me Mm. And then we can find something uh, looking up. I do a lot of association work as well, mm. like trying in our mind to put ideas together. And, uh, and, and then creativity can pop up and then we find some interesting ways. Um, I try to help my people to discover by themselves. So like really from within, mm. um, what energize them, what kind of job description they could from their fantasy or from their creativity they could put together before going on job market and so on and to look at what exists really. Because what I have seen, so I have like one of my clients, she told me, okay, she was um, like a, a, web ma- a web manager uh, in a big uh, bank. And then she told me, I would like to work with children. I would like to work more on the creativity part. I would like to work with an entrepreneur spirit, but I'm too afraid to be an entrepreneur myself. Um, mm. And I would like to continue maybe to work in this marketing part that I had before. All together, part time. You pull. That's going to be not an easy things to find, and she found it. So it's like she's now working in a private school where it's a new private school. So they have to um, to to find new clients. So they have to develop the marketing, the website, and so on. And then she's very creative, so she can work with the children and then see if she's really good at that in order to get to be a teacher. Um, she has that part-time in this entrepreneurship um, mindset. So she has everything in one job. And mm-hmm. if you really would start to look on job websites, so you would never really find it. So it's really define what you really want before looking if it exists. Yeah. Um, because you cannot find something that you don't know. You don't know what you look at. Yeah. That's such, and you touched upon fear and I actually just written down that word. You know, I, I referenced kind of this thinking about life as an amusement park. And when I, um, when I, I came up with this analogy, when I took the president, um, chairman of the investment banking firm out to tell him I was leaving to go work for a nonprofit. And I um, was one of the owners of the company at that, at that point. And I said, I, I said to myself, you know, life is like an amusement park and I personally want to ride as many rides as I can. Other people, <laughs> that's, that's not their thing, right? You know, it was intimidating at 40, whatever I was to leave everything that I'd done and go run a nonprofit foundation, which I'd never done. I'd kind of armed myself by getting this master's of nonprofit. Um, but the other thing I learned is I've had one ride that I didn't really like anymore. And, and then I got off it. You know, you go and try things. How do you help people overcome that that fear of change? Um, so we, we there is it's really like something we, we go and we look deeper where this, um, where, where is the fear? 
So mm. there is different kind of fears. So there is some, they are um, very tangible and um, it's, um, it's important to take care of that. Like if you are a single mom taking care of your children and there is no extra financial support, well, I do believe that it's interesting to, 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 to try to have this financial part safe. So we really try to have a plan there and to look at how to do a smooth change. So some of our fears are tangible and it's okay. And then it's good to think about it and to have a plan. Some of our fears are really not tangible. It's, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just our amygdala. So, um, flipping out and then nothing is tangible there. So it's, there it's more about, Finding out, okay, so what I'm thinking or the kind of fear that I have is rooted somewhere else and it has nothing to do with this kind of project. And then we can do different kind of exercises. So um, one exercise or a few exercises could be like to really let this fear vanish completely because then we see there is no point. It's really completely crazy what I'm thinking and therefore I can stop it and it's fine. Um, or it might be the fear of our environment coming on us. Mm. And then again, so we can find some strategies to say, okay, that is not my problem. It's their problem. And maybe I, I have to, to manage that as well. So like I had the fear, I had my fear and I had the fear of my husband on top of that. And at the moment, so I, I was like desperately looking for support and I thought, okay, my husband should be my first support. Well, at that place, I found no support, but just an extra portion of fear on top of it. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. So there, so I really had to separate my fears and his fears and, okay, that is his part. He has to take care of it. That is my part. I have to take care of it. And then I thought that he would be my support. Well, he cannot be my support right now. Where can I find support? And then it's one way as well to look at um, fears. So if I need support, so just go and get the support you need. Mm. Um, that is going to help you. So different kind of fears, different kind of strategy. But when you know, when you are um, courageous enough to look inside of your fears, then, then you, f you can find the right strategies. And sometimes it's just like, okay, I am afraid, but I'm just going to do it. So, yeah. so sometimes you just have to go through it. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up a great point about support. Um, one of the fun things I've been doing in Australia is running a women's leadership program in the pipeline industry and just having that support network and to be able to create a lot of psychological safety and talk about these fears so people realize, because our amygdala is really strong in our brain. It's sending us a lot of signals about what we should or shouldn't do. What, so what's the outcome of this as we you know, kind of wrap up this conversation a little bit? Why, you know, what, how does life look different when you're living your passion? That's kind of, um, you know, you talked about recapturing freedom for ambitious female professionals on your website and um, your LinkedIn. But but I, I just sense this passion for passion and helping people live these and women li live these fulfilled lives around their passion. What's what's the outcome of it? Mm, oh, yeah. 
I believe there is a lot. So I believe that for one person, like, like for me, I was completely depressive because I couldn't find the meaning of what I was doing. And I thought every day, like, why should I put so much energy into it? So it was, this question was always there. So um, I do believe that when we have this, um, this sense of purpose and we feel that what we do has a purpose, then we, we just live the life we should live so we know why we are here. So um, for me and for my clients, I see that there are different kind of person afterwards. So like they are themselves, they are stronger, they are more robust, they, they, they have another kind of charisma. Or of, of um, aura and uh, that's the first point but what I see as well so if you have children or if there's children around so the children take a lot from that so I know that my children they look at what I do I share that as much as possible mm-hmm. and then they understand that life can be beautiful that it's okay to fight for it but there is something very remarkable around it um, and I I think, I believe that it's our duty as a parent to really show the right way and and not to stay um, in one position where we feel maybe it's safe, but it's surviving, it's not living. So one of my why was I want... I want to show my children, I want to show another way. I want them to take what it, to, to do what it takes in order to feel happy. Mm. And sometimes it's more difficult and sometimes there is more fear there, but it's where you live really and not just survive. Um, that is on the family part. Uh, and I know that like 10 years ago, I was the shadow of myself and now mm. I'm really like more shining. And I, 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 I am another kind of mother. The quality that I give to my children is just different. And then I believe that on the bigger, um, on the bigger uh, level, if we all do uh, what we believe uh, is really important, where we feel engaged, where we feel energized, where we are ready to do the extra miles because we, because yeah, so we just want that. So what kind of word would it be? So it would be like just a a word of like maybe more excellence, more happiness and more tolerance and everything would be nicer. And I really believe that because we'll be happy. And I know that I am happy. I am more open. Mm. Yeah. And when I am not happy and I feel stressed and I feel that uh, because of my boss or before my job or everything is bad and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not so nice person anymore. So and we are all like that. Yeah. Well, and you're talking about surviving, not living. Um, yeah, it's my my kids are 26 and 27. And that's my message to them. It's really only about happiness in in the world. And life's too short to be unhappy. Somebody shared with me the other day, we only have 4,000 weeks and it's what you do with those 4,000 weeks and how you make a difference. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, final tip, I'm a listener out there. Um, I, I may be, I'm at some level of the spectrum of being fulfilled and passionate about what I'm doing, but any words of advice as a first step other than finding you, which they can find you at your website, which is your name. Um, mm-hmm. which I encourage people to reach out and find you as a resource. But 
but what, what are your final tips for our listeners? But maybe a final tip would be, um, it, maybe it would be two things like dare um, to, to be yourself and to appreciate yourself and, and to look at the, the, the light in yourself, not only the dark part of it. Um, so really to be transparent with yourself and to accept who you are. So that would be the first thing. And the second thing is like, indeed, so you spoke about happiness and, uh, and enjoying life. And I think that the, this happiness emotion is really important because when we feel happy, somehow we are on the right track. So just follow your happiness. And it's not being selfish to follow the happiness because a lot of us, we think that we, are, we, we cannot do only happy things and so on. And then I'm going to be more selfish and to do things only for me. But I, I, now human being is different. So we love to connect. We love to support. We love to, to be in interaction. So I, I do believe that feeling our so yeah, following our happiness feeling is one of the best compass, the best way to find our purpose. I, I couldn't agree more. So many amazing words of wisdom. I'm so glad that we were connected and that we were able to find a time to connect between Melbourne, Australia and Frankfurt, Germany, where you're sitting right now. So thank you again so much. I want to encourage people again, Christelle Pio, Pilo. Um, I'll get that. I'll get that pronunciation in some range of Spanish, French, uh, something. But I want to encourage people to visit your website and your LinkedIn, and um, continue to learn for you from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Interested in hearing more? Visit us at greatnessconsulting.com. Thank you. <laughs>